I'm Keaton Fletcher, an assistant professor of psychology at the Georgia Institute of Technology. And I'm Mariana Arvon, an organizational psychologist who specializes in organization and talent development. And this is Healthy Work. Hey, Keaton. Hey, Mariana. How's it going? It's going pretty well. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good, hanging in there. I have a question for you today. Hit me. How do you feel when you're at home after hours and something work-related pops up that like demands your attention? Oh, man. Um, so this is really hard because it depends on when in my life you asked me this and also what the origin is. So, sorry, like this would be a little in-depth, I guess. Before we had kids, if something work-related came up after work, most of the time I was like, okay, great, let me do this right now because I don't want to think about it more. And like as long as I wasn't out doing something, I was happy to do it, you know? Once we had kids and like multiple discussions like as partners, because I'm still more of an integrator than a segmenter and certainly compared to Kim. And by that you mean you like to have a, a blended approach with how you operate with work and family. Like you don't have a strong boundary between them. Exactly. Like very flexible, permeable boundaries. And Kim was like, this is not going to keep working (laughs) now that we have kids. Like, (laughs) I want to support you, but like, we need to change this. And so, and like, I've really appreciated it. It's helped me create those boundaries better. And so now if I get contacted about work after hours and it is not urgent or from someone that like, I don't feel like I owe them something, then I'm like, I'm going to deal with this later, you know? Because, uh, like, I still have my email up, so I see everything. But if it comes up, like, if we're talking about work, like, Kim and I, because, like, obviously we work together, we do the same thing. I love it. Like, we were just watching Grey's Anatomy last night or the night before, and, like, one of the characters was like, I sometimes wish my partner wasn't a doctor because, like, I want someone who doesn't know everything that I'm doing. And I was like, I don't want that at all. I'm really happy that we have this to, like, bond and talk about and, like, I can just... <laughs> talk to you about work and you get it and she's like i feel the same way so very long-winded answer but it's complex is how i feel this was a tough question and that that answer sort of beautifully illustrated the complexity of this topic so thank you for that i i would also agree that it is very complex and hard to answer easily and that's sort of the premise of this study that i have to talk to you about today this came out recently in work and stress it's by Darwi and colleagues. Apologies if I mispronounced that. Um, But essentially, here's sort of the premise. So we generally in the literature have assumed that when we have something popping up at home that relates to work and it's in our non-working hours, so some type of home-to-work transition is required, we generally have assumed in our field that this is a bad thing, right? So work-to-non-work interruptions after hours, bad right? So, you know, we've sort of taken the, the Kim French philosophy and and lots of other people have that philosophy too. My husband's also an academic. He has the same idea, right? He If he gets an email from anything work-related on the weekends or after hours, he gets super grumpy about it. So in general, we've sort of assumed that approach, right? Um, and and the, the whole point of this study was really to, to question this and think about, well, wait, this is a complex situation. And how do we actually feel about the particular work-to-home transition that had to occur. Like, how how do we actually appraise it? Do we appraise it as something good that sort of 
helped us in some way materially or do we perceive it as something negative, something sort of interfering, something that's interfering with our obstacles or our goals, etc. So adding a really important nuance here of this of this role of appraisals was a goal of this study. They also thought that there could be a role of the level. So that is whether or not this was sort of a gradual chronic combined effect, like just differences between people or whether it really fluctuated day to day. So they did a two-part investigation, so two daily diary studies. They were both in Belgian samples, collected over a period of about four years, and there were about a total of 170-ish, 160-ish people. And what they did is they surveyed them. In both cases, they surveyed them in a daily diary format. They had them at night over two work weeks report whether or not they experienced uh, home to work transitions. So something basically popping up at work after hours at home, how they appraised those home to work transitions, to what extent were they appraised positively, to what extent were they appraised negatively. And then they also measured psychological psychological strain and work engagement. So they wanted to see, you know, how stressed out people were and just sort of how engaged they reported being sort of at work that day. So they ran their analyses across these two studies. And what they found was that daily positive appraisals did not relate to more daily work engagement. So if you felt that the home to work transition was more positive, you did not report being more engaged in work. And if you found that the home to work interruption was negative like if you if you actually didn't really enjoy it or felt that it was inhibiting your goals in some way it actually didn't relate to less work engagement that you reported at that time either so really nothing going on there in terms of engagement and appraisals and having work pop up at home at the between person level they did find that if you had like a few days of positive appraisals of home to work transition so again things popping up at, at home that were related to work you had more positive appraisals of those, you did have more, on average, daily work engagement. So that's sort of the chronic effect. That's the cumulative effect, right? But at the between-person level, if you had a few days of negatively appraising work-to-home transitions that popped up, it did not relate to less engagement on average. Yeah, so some, some interesting things going there. So basically, they found nothing at the daily level with work engagement in terms of positive or negative appraisals of these of these interruptions or transitions. And at the between person level, only positive appraisals of these work to home transitions related to more positive work engagement. Training to psychological strain, they found a very, very similar pattern. No relationships at the within person level. So if you had more work home to work transitions, work popping up at home. And if you appraise them negatively, you did not have more daily psychological strain that day. And if you had more positive appraisals of home to work transitions, you did not have less psychological strain that day. And then at the between person level, again, if you had a few days of positively appraising the home to work transitions that were popping up, you did have less psychological strain. But if you had a few days of negatively appraising the home-to-work transitions that popped up, you did not have less psychological strain. (laughs) So basically nothing going on at the within-person daily level. And then only the positive seemed to have this positive appraisals of work popping up at home and engaging in these transitions seemed to have a, a cumulative effect on your work engagement and strain. So... They were like, this is really interesting. So they did um, a bunch of post hoc uh, moderating analyses, 
And they only found one effect, which was that in their first study, daily negative appraisals, so again, going to that within-person level, daily negative appraisals did have a positive relationship with daily strain on days in which you had a high amount of homework transitions. So you reported a lot of times that work was popping up at home and you had to engage in that. But they couldn't replicate that in study two. So that means we have to have a big grain of salt with that. So essentially, that is the study. Appraisals do seem to matter. So they they did, you know, look at do home to work transitions predict alone in and of themselves? Do they predict strain? Do they predict engagement? And they didn't find that they did. Appraisals of said home to work transitions were what related to strain and engagement. So really, this, this highlighted the importance of appraisals, but it seems like there is complex things going on at the within person at the daily level versus sort of the cumulative or general effect. That is honestly so cool. I love when studies tease apart daily versus like average levels because Mm -hmm. historically we haven't really done daily stuff until like the last 15, 20 ish years. And even then it's been, it's hard research to do and our theories aren't really there. Like they don't speak to like the daily level phenomenon necessarily. They speak to like, broad relationships and so we're sort of shooting in the dark oftentimes kind of going on these like between persons and like i've had studies where the daily stuff also just like nothing shakes out and you're like what why this should this makes sense like but like why is nothing here and you know we've talked before on this podcast with the decision making and exercise after work like there was like the the main group were people that we're making decisions to exercise sort of based on their personality traits, not based on what happened during their day because their days were sort of just average. Mm. And so, I, I mean, I think that's just so interesting. And I love that they teased it apart and that they found these, uh, like, these cumulative effects at the between persons level. And that makes a lot of sense to me as well. So thank you so much. Um, I've got a question then, I guess. If I am a manager, what should I do about this? Well, you know, I think uh, the authors pointed out something that I think is really important, which is that we've generally assumed that home is not a place that work should be popping up. And really, the sort of argument here is that that's sort of an antiquated idea. We we know that some countries have banned after-work communication, outright ban- banned it. They have legislation around it. For instance, France. Obviously, there's some, you know, caveats and, you know, uh, criteria that companies have to meet. But but we know that this is sort of the attitude, but it really is more nuanced than that. And so you you sort of beautifully illustrated this at the beginning when you said, it depends on the time of my life. It depends on, you know, what I have going on. You mentioned your own personal preferences. And I think, I think as a manager, what you have to realize is that some employees are going to probably respond more positively than others. Some will respond more negatively than others. And also the content or the valence of how they're perceiving that interruption is really important. So it's like, you know, if you're a boss, set a good precedent and try to respect people's off work time. But maybe it's not maybe if you know, someone is an integrator and is really flexible and, you know, doesn't mind checking their email, maybe it isn't a bad idea to pass along an email with a positive client review or positive client comment about them after hours. Like I was thinking about my own case. And I was thinking about when I get irritated by after work emails versus when I don't. And some of the things that I love to see are, thank you so much for that training. It was fascinating. Learned a lot. Or just got the feedback from the business. Great job on this. Or, you know, sorry for the late reply, but you're spot on with this. 
let's discuss more. Like those types of things I like, and they, they actually make me feel pretty good, even if it's after hours. You know what I mean? No bad vibes after work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I would also caution, don't assume that just because we're not finding the effect of negative appraisals of, of, of home to work transitions on psychological strain and and engagement, I, I don't think we have enough evidence to say that you can send someone a total flame or a total nasty gram after hours. I wouldn't I wouldn't go for that. But just be judicious. Think about the employee's preferences. I mean, the authors point out that they think that there are some key between people moderators that probably affect whether or not they have these daily sort of effects and the between chronic effects. You mentioned one, parenthood possibly could be one. They didn't study that, right? So I would say just obviously to the extent that you understand your employees, the better. And you'll get to know sort of their patterns and habits, right? Like some people are online and more flexible. Some people are not. Um, And so just try to suss that out and, and act accordingly. Love that. Did anything surprise you? Yeah, you know, honestly, I was really surprised they didn't find daily effects. I really thought that they would find on days in which people reported more negative home to work transitions. So they did get a bad email or they did get something popping up that they didn't want to deal with. They would report, yeah, I am less engaged at work and I am, you know, uh, more strained. That They didn't find that. That surprised me. But I will say, you know, a limitation of the studies that they measured it all at once, at one at one shot. And let's say you get something irritating at six o'clock, and then you're answering the survey at 10 o'clock at night. And it's like, whatever sort of frustration that you felt, maybe it was just more immediate and fleeting. So it's not to say that there wasn't any effect. I just wonder, and, and the author's they talk about this, right? So we, we just need more of this kind of research and more closer in time research to really help us disentangle how these processes unfold at a daily level. So hopefully more to come. Well, thanks so much, Mariana. Thank you, Keaton. Pleasure chatting as always. You too. Bye. Bye. Healthy Work is a podcast written and produced by Keaton Fletcher and Mariana Arvon, mixed and edited by Keaton Fletcher, artwork by Keaton Fletcher, and our music is Zero Micro Song by Steve Combs. Please like us, follow us, and subscribe on whatever podcatching software you use. And leave a review in the iTunes store. It really does help get us out there.